Transmissions talking text line is 447-KSGF. If you download the app, which is free, of course it is. Most apps don't charge, right? Most don't? None of them that I use do. I'm too cheap. Uh, The KSGF app, 1041 uh, KSGF. You download it and uh, you want to shoot a text over to the studio, that's easy to do. You just tap, there's a little button. It says text the studio, and then uh, you don't have to remember the number. It is not too difficult to remember, 447-KSGF, if uh, you uh, do want to send in a text or call. I, I There was a liberal writer. Some There are still some honest lefty journalists. Now, you don't hear much about them because they're generally kicked to the wayside. Um they are worse than conservatives to the left. One of their own uh, doesn't do the bidding of the Democrat Party. One of their own will actually report what's going on in a truthful manner, um, which is fine for them as long as it's in line with what they believe, what they think, what they feel. But the moment that it exposes the truth, that is counter to their narrative i mean you become the big you're a traitor you're not just a bad person but you're a traitor and that's even worse and so you have a number of these journalists on the left that uh they're they're dismissed they're ignored when they do become unavoidable by mainstream media uh, they uh get treated as if you know they're they're irrelevant There's a liberal writer by the name of Michael Tracy, some liberal journalist. He's not somebody that I was overly familiar with. And as you can imagine, the left is none too happy as he tweeted out one, two, three sentences about the January 6th committee report, the the referral, the criminal referrals. That is probably the most concise and accurate description that I've heard anyone give. And this is what he tweeted. What's being called a, quote, criminal referral by the January 6th committee carries just as much legal weight as a letter written in Magic Marker by Bozo the Clown. He has no basis at all in any statute or house rule. They just put out a Word document and made up some serious-sounding name for it. They did not even attempt to invoke the one statutory authority they do potentially have at their disposal, the Criminal Contempt Statute, 2 U.S.C. 194, 
So they just wrote their equivalent of a long substack screed and hoped the phrase criminal referral would get people excited. And that is absolutely 100% true. Now, that being said, that there this is an opinion that is somewhat in a vacuum. Uh, if we lived in a world, or in a country, I should say, that had a justice department that was honest, ethical, then this would be totally accurate that there is because his point is this is ridiculous. This criminal referral is meaningless. There's there's nothing in here at all. There, there, I mean, it, it's just a screed and they put the words criminal referral on it to make it sound like it was something really damning. The problem is we have a, a corrupt Department of Justice. So they don't need any actual legal justification. Virtually everything that they have done while targeting political opposition has had no legal basis. The investigations, at times, of course, we saw, be it the Department of Justice or uh, more specifically the FBI, they knew this. It's why they faked Legal justification. It's why they had to fake evidence. It's why they had to lie about what information they had. Because they knew they had nothing. So while, yes, it is accurate from this uh, liberal journalist, Michael Tracy, that this criminal referral is no such thing at all. It's just a bunch of bitching about Trump. And then calling it a criminal referral so it sounds serious, uh, that is accurate. But unfortunately, we live in a country now where the Department of Justice, along with the FBI, of course, acts as the sword and shield of the Democrat Party. And so they don't have to have any legal basis. They're, They're on the same, they play by the same rules as this January 6th committee does. So ultimately, it really doesn't matter whether or not there is any legal component to this referral, given that the Department of Justice doesn't need any actual legal standing to persecute political opposition. And it's horribly unfortunate that that's the country that we live in today. And and I think it's becoming more and more clear we've lived in it for much longer than we thought. You know, I think that... um, It's been noted in the past that once the rotting corruption becomes clear, it's too late because it's like certain cancers. Once you, you know, the symptoms are there and they're so obvious that the diagnosis is given, it's too late. You didn't catch it early. And that is where we are when it comes to the corruption that has been institutionalized in this country. We're, we're seeing now what many of us suspected for some time, but how long has it been there that we weren't aware of it? We talked earlier in the week about the revelations regarding the CIA and Lee Harvey Oswald and you got uh, 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 Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, out there, and and he's fully saying it's clear the CIA was responsible for uh, killing my uncle and, and my father. And um, I don't believe 
that that belief is a belief that any longer can be assigned to, quote, kooks. In fact, I think you have to be naive, given what we now know, factually, what these divisions of our government have been doing in recent years, you would have to be naive to believe there's no way they could not or would not have been involved or responsible for the assassination of a president. Now, of course, the people who run these divisions are different than the people who ran those divisions at that time, but that's it's not something that happens overnight. It's like a serial killer. You know, they're like, well, this clearly is not the first job that this person has done. Uh, nobody just, bam, becomes a serial killer. They've been one for some time, and there's even an escalation of uh, varying degrees up to that point. And so uh, th- this isn't a country with institutions that just all of a sudden when Trump decided to run for president, flipped a switch and became corrupt. And that corruption ran so deep and at such high levels that you could have so many people involved in it. That was not an overnight thing. Uh, Later in the program, there are some new revelations regarding what it is that these agencies were doing. And there's a real enlightening piece, in fact, um, in the Federalist about what's called sheep-dipped. This is a term that has been used by um, our government in which people have been taken out of government institutions like the CIA, for example, and then put in um, civilian situations And they're actually still acting on behalf of the agency, but their files are changed to claim that they no longer are. We've always heard this before, like, oh, well, if you're caught, we're going to deny any knowledge of you. We're going to deny that that you still work for us. It's the sort of thing that we're familiar with the concept of because of movies. But the term is called sheep-dipping. And this entire piece is surrounding the fact that 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 by all logical appearances is exactly what has been happening with these social media sites, given the massive number of people that have worked for agencies like the FBI. And then at Twitter that they that in all likelihood, this is a scenario of sheep dipping in which they still are working on behalf of these agencies. It's just on paper. They're not. That way, these agencies can be like, hey, I mean, we're just giving advice uh, to uh, employees in the private sector, when in fact, that's not really what's been going on at all. I think this is profoundly deeper, more cynical and corrupt than so many of us believed that it was. Not that we didn't know. But, but the, the fact that this really, truly is becoming, uh, when you look at the evidence and, and everything that we know and you put the pieces together, actual government operations, psychological operations being run on American citizens through social media in a calculated and deliberate manner. Jason Rima with the latest news update. Up to four inches of snow is expected to fall across the Ozarks tomorrow as temperatures drop, ushering in wind chills as cold as 35 below zero. National Weather Service meteorologist Shelby Melto says 
Wind chills will be the main threat. Main concern continues to be those life-threatening wind chills as cold as negative 30 to negative 35 degrees as we head especially into Thursday night and Friday morning. Also, confidence does continue to increase that we'll see accumulating snowfall across the area. The National Weather Service says Thursday's storm could cause scattered power outages and slick driving conditions. Federal prosecutors have wrapped up their investigation into the thefts of catalytic converters. George Lawson has more. A former Springfield woman has pleaded guilty in federal court to her role in a theft ring that transported tens of thousands of stolen catalytic converters across state lines. 34-year-old Danielle Ice of Columbia pleaded guilty to conspiracy charges. She is the last of seven defendants to plead guilty in the case. She admitted that she and her husband, 37-year-old Leslie Ice, stole at least 50 catalytic converters and sold them to another man. Forsyth has a new police chief. The Board of Aldermen voting 3-1 to one to hire former Branson Police Sergeant Pat Gray, replacing David Forrest. Gray and former Branson Police Chief Gary Matthews resigned last week. They were suspended but left before an HR investigation was complete. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. You heard uh, most of it there. And uh, I guess recap, uh, cloudy, high of 41 today. we got that winter storm warning Thursday. Counties along the north of 60, up to 4 inches of possible. Uh, winter weather advisory Thursdays uh, for counties south of 60. Wind chill warning noon Thursday to noon Saturday. Counties along and north of Highway 60. Uh, tonight we could start to see some of the snow and rain tomorrow is the day that we're really going to see it in a significant way. Again, up to four inches possible. Um, and temperatures may start out in the 30s tomorrow, but they're going to drop through the day to hit zero with those wind chill temperatures, of course, being pretty brutal. Only a high of eight on Friday, 18 Saturday, Christmas bearable with a high of 34. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm going to read to you from an article out of um, Heartlander News. Now, I'm going to tell you now, there's going to be some language, not rated X or anything, but PG-13 probably, and I'm not being facetious here. But it is important to the content of the story. There is, there, there's a touring performance of a Christmas-themed drag show that hit, it's it got two stops in, in Missouri. One's in the St. Louis area. One's in Midland Theater, Kansas City. There's currently a protest planned against what they list as being all welcoming for all ages. And there, this it's a Kansas City moms group that has planned a peaceful protest against the show, which is titled a Drag Queen Christmas. Christmas, of course, uh, which is marking the birth of Christ. You know, why? I mean, not to get too far off the beaten path early here, but why is it Christmas that, that some of the more depraved things they must always, like, wh- why don't they ever hit uh, Ramadan or something? You ever notice that? these the, These people on the left that have a expression of disrespect for Christianity. It's always Christmas. It's like the birth of Christ. It's almost like they want to rub it in. So the, the, the show in Kansas City, a drag queen Christmas, 
uh, begins next Tuesday, 8 p.m., and the protest is planned for 6 to 8 p.m. I think this is, yeah, I think this is next. And I'll, uh, I guess it would have been this past uh, yesterday. Is it yesterday the 20th? Okay, so it would have been yesterday. I don't know how the protest went, but um, it is uh, something that they were promoting with their flyers to be absolutely peaceful. Uh, the flyer itself reads, remember, practice your First Amendment rights peacefully uh, or respectfully and safely. This is a peaceful event at the presence of KCPD. Any violence or disrespect will not be tolerated. Now, I'm going to read to you the story, the original story regarding this particular show. And again, I'm just telling you now, there is some, it's not horrible, horrible language, but so that you do understand what some of this show is about. And the, you know, people who are adults do what you want to do, but the fact that children are not only invited, but you have parents that are taking children to this show. Drag queens coming to Kansas City to celebrate Christmas and, quote, all ages are welcome. A drag queen Christmas coming to the Midland Theater in Kansas City December 20th, again, that would have been last night, an event advertised as an all-ages affair, and yet the show's promotion included a warning for adult content. Which, of course, we get to the point, What what is the point in labeling something adult content if, when it comes to children, there's nothing that some adults feel is inappropriate for children, including sexual activity? The ad reads, for the eighth consecutive year, Murray and Peter present a drag queen Christmas. Get ready for your favorite queens performing live on stage. It's a magical and hilarious evening of holiday performances featuring contestants from the reality television show on VH1. All ages welcome. Warning, adult content. Seems like a contradiction. Part of the national tour through the end of December... The show is the most, quote, sexual and inappropriate family-friendly drag show I've ever attended, reports independent journalist Taylor Hansen. Quote, from simulating sex, talking dirty to the crowd, sexualizing children's stories, and much more, he continued. Apparently, the antics during the, quote, this is according to his, his, his reporting, quote, blatantly sexualized show meant to groom children were so raunchy that Hansen felt compelled to create a mega threat on Twitter to expose it. On Monday morning, Hansen told one outlet that he had just been locked out of Twitter over his posts. Even the Twitter threat itself may not be safe viewing for many, certainly by children. It is replete with sexual explicit images and videos of the nude or semi-nude performers dancing, gyrating, and simulating sex acts while interacting with the children in attendance to the robust cheers of the adults who brought them. The lewdest performers include one who sings a a song titled Titties in a Box, while audience members spank him. At one point, he asked a child, quote, are you reaching for my titties? Are you hungry? End quote. Another performance, which included countless simulated sex acts, a sexualized children's story with Santa Claus, and sexually explicit videos playing in the background, was called Screwed Off the Red-Nippled Reindeer. Yet another portion of the show treats the enthralled audience to men in, quote, kink harnesses, 
grabbing their genitalia while simulating intercourse as a drag queen speaks to a nine-year-old before addressing his mother, saying, quote, you are such an awesome mom for bringing your kid out to the family-friendly drag show, he says. Hansen reported, again, this report was before the Kansas City event last night, not sure how many children were there or if the show happened. Check the Kansas City Star. They didn't have any story about this. Uh, Hansen reports that there were more than 20 children in the audience at the Austin, Texas performance. Many of those children were given money by their parents to tip the performers, a ritual common in strip clubs. A performer called Crystal Method, who, by the way, is here in Springfield and performs in Springfield. It is now touring with this production. Said to a child, quote, $10 already? I think I have a fan. Then asking the child, obsessed much? Then noting to the audience who couldn't see, it's a child. I've got to think outside the box. What am I going to do? Easy, make Jacob Marley a whore, exclaimed the performer Crystal Method. As he ground his groin back and forth on a prop chair to Rihanna's song titled S&M. One performer asked two children, age 9 and 10, quote, Are you having fun yet? Are you enjoying it? Are you confused yet? Another performer spotted familiar faces in the audience. He said, quote, I saw you guys with your mom in the meet and greet. Where's Melinda the mom? Melinda, right? Wait, tell me your name again. Sonia, we need more mothers like you in the world. Thank you so much. Hansen reports, quote, the host, Nina West, played a game with the audience called Naughty or Naughty. The game involved giving explicit details of sexual encounters. In the video, Nina details having sex with his dad's co-worker in his office. An audience member shared his story as well. Nina West is reportedly affiliated with Disney Plus and Nickelodeon. Even the tip bucket at the drag queen show sexually suggested, labeled with the words, quote, put the tip in, see how it feels, end quote. The Midland Theater did not respond to requests for comments on Thursday. Now, again, adults, do whatever. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your intention is. Bringing children to the, what will you not do to a child if you're willing to do this to a child? I, I, I don't know what possible excuse there can be. And for the parents to do this, and I, I get it. I know there are sick people in the world. There are people that molest their own kids. There are people who, who will sell their kids to other people for sexual perversion. It happens. It's a sick world. But it is still incomprehensible to me that we've gotten to the point where these things now happen out in the open and people defend it. And I, I, and I, I know people who participate in drag. Never had conversations with them about, you know, these instances, but I'm telling those of you now in the drag community, those that do not support sexualizing children, those that do not support exposing private parts to children, those that do not support having children stuff dollar bills 
in your clothing as you dance sexually for them, you all have got to start speaking up. Because when the time comes, and I may already be there, I don't know, that you feel it is an unfair stereotype that people who participate in drag are sexual pervert pedophiles, that's coming from these instances. And they are dominating the narrative. They are broadcasting to the world, this is what drag is about. It is about indoctrinating children. It is about sexualizing children and calling it family-friendly. And, I, and I'm not even meaning this rhetorically. If, if this is family-friendly, what do these people consider not family-friendly? And I mean that. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The first alert forecast winter storm warning. Tomorrow for counties along and north of Highway 60, up to 4 inches possible. Winter weather advisory Thursday for counties south of 60. Wind chill warning from noon Thursday to noon Saturday for counties along and north uh, 60. And, um, you know, we're going to have clouds 41 today. There's a slight chance of some rain and snow with a low of 18. But, you know, tomorrow in the morning, things are right now expected to warm up, maybe even above freezing level, but they're going to start dropping off as that snow becomes more prevalent, uh, where the temperatures will hit around zero, and then those wind chills well below zero. Friday, eight for a high sunshine. Saturday, mostly sunny, 18, and mostly sunny on Christmas, 34. If you missed the last segment, it was um, surrounding a a news story regarding a, a drag Christmas show that's touring around the country and inviting children, claiming it's family friendly, but also warning that uh, it has um, see what the exact verbiage again uh, adult content, <laughs> which to normal people that seems like a contradiction. And Sarah noted that she had po- you posted that story, yeah. also, and and you said that it was shared, and then there were people that were supportive of of uh, having children sexualized in that way yeah actually i have some of the comments that are pulled up on our facebook page because this this post got shared into some type of group or something uh jeff wanted us to know that christians are the ones who have been grooming children all along somebody else commented and said somebody else commented and said the biggest danger of taking your child to a drag show is that a christian could show up with a gun and then finally, Paul, who is from Florida, wanted us to know that the gay and trans culture isn't going anywhere, no matter how hard y'all yell at the sky. Suck it up, buttercups. We are all Americans trying to live our best life. Don't waste your energy hating others for things you don't understand. First, it was all about the children, but we know that you don't actually care about children. This movement is to get rid of the LGBTQIA+, but it will never happen. This is the twisted mind of some people that I think many of them genuinely believe it, that if you don't 
think it is appropriate for a five-year-old to have a man gyrating his private parts in the five-year-old's face. That means that you're anti-LGBTQ+. Um, and he, th- here's what's needs to, I guess, be understood in order to get this. Because, again, we can't comprehend this. We're like, do these people really think this is normal? Most people who molest children think that it is normal. Now, they hide it because they recognize they'll get in trouble for it. But most think that it is perfectly normal, that society just doesn't understand, that society is closed-minded, that society is filled with bigots, and it's just true love. It's just an expression of true love. And that there's something pure about it because children are innocent and, and they see that as virtuous. I, I think there's this misconception that because child molesters, because pedophiles go to great lengths to hide it, that it's because they recognize what they're doing is wrong. But it's more that they recognize that they will get in trouble for it. They don't necessarily think it's wrong. In fact, there are underground movements. What is it? Uh, uh, the man, uh, Mambla, uh, Man Boy Love Association. I mean, they're not exactly completely hidden from society. I mean, they acknowledge that they exist and that they think it's perfectly normal. And that those who don't want to have sex with children are these puritanical in you know people that are just slaves of a society that builds these uh you know this construct this artificial construct around us uh that is all for the purposes of controlling people and it's the sort of claptrap you hear from the left quite often about anything that they don't like uh, but that's what pedophiles believe and that's what they talk about with one another in, in these different you know groups and chat rooms And you do every so often come across those individuals that do recognize that it is wrong, that they are victimizing children, uh, and, you know, they struggle with their, their feelings. But but that's not the way that it always is. So many of them feel it. And what's happening here is they're being emboldened by this behavior. If you're a an underground pedophile, And you for years have been saying it's normal to sexualize children. It's normal to sexualize children. And now you're seeing that it's becoming mainstream. That is validating the pedophile. When they see that you have, and I don't care, it's not even about a drag show. If it were a strip club with just women and they were doing these exact same things, The same people who you accuse of being anti-LGBTQ would also be protesting against straight white women. Not against them for being straight white women, but because of the activity. It doesn't have anything to do with the person. It's the activity that the person is carrying out. Or it doesn't have anything to do with their status, I should say. And I, I, and I also believe at the same, and this is how normalization occurs, that you have people that are otherwise not pedophiles, not sympathetic to pedophiles, 
that they begin to get convinced that this this behavior isn't abnormal, that this is just all about acceptance. And I'm not talking about pedophilia, but I'm talking about putting children in a sexualized manner. But the reasons that are 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 oftentimes given to justify it are the same rationale and reasons that pedophiles give for their behavior. And that is that there's nothing wrong with it, that it's just right-wing Christians that are opposed to it, that it's actually very normal and enlightened. Whether it is intended, not intended, All of this that's going on, and and when you have an entire political party that defends this sort of behavior, you have have the, the otherwise underground pedophiles of the world saying, see, we just knew it was a matter of time before we were going to begin normalizing this. And while there is a difference, although it's all in the context of sexualizing children, between actually physically molesting or raping a child and, you know, rubbing one's adult private parts in front of their face, it's all in the context of sexualizing children and making it seem normal. And going beyond that, but making anyone who says, uh, no, that's not normal, making them out to be the bad guy. And people who are just right there on the edge, on the verge of it, hear that sort of rhetoric and they use it to justify going, well, maybe it's not that bad. The things that so many of these people are justifying today, 10 years ago, if you had said, this is what you will be doing, they would have called you all sorts of horrible names, claim that you were just trying to stereotype them. But today, it's loud and proud. And I can tell you, just from my own relationships that I have with some people, particularly in the gay community, not all gay, this is, the, this is another horrible aspect of this, is that people in the gay and lesbian community and even some of the trans community are being stereotyped by these individuals as preying on children. And there are actually, I think there's an organization, Gays Against Grooming. There are a number of uh, folks within these communities that are trying to differentiate themselves. They're they're out there utilizing social media uh, in order to try to make the world know that's not who we are. That's not a representation of us. Unfortunately, the media ignores those people because they want people to believe. That's what the LGBT community is about, because they want it normalized. That's why they say if you're against that, if you're against the grooming of children, if you're against the sexualization of children, that means you're anti-LGBTQ+. And if you're a, you know, if you are somebody in the LGBT community who does not support that sort of behavior with children, what a horrible place to be stuck in, to have the media to have elected officials painting you as being supportive of that behavior. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey everyone, it's Sarah Meyer. Hey, here I am. Well, with the colder weather moving in, you may be the victim of an unexpected home 
repair, which I really hope not. But if something unexpected does happen, I highly recommend my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they do a variety of home repairs. Uh, Some of those include uh, water restoration as well as crawl space repairs. So if you do have something happen with your pipes as we do move into this colder weather and you need somebody to call, Beatles Property Maintenance can help you out with that. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Bruce and the Beatles Property Maintenance team that's going to be housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Uh, All right, so uh, Dems vote to release six years of Trump tax returns and stunning invasion of privacy. You know what? At this point, aside from whether it's right or wrong, whether it's the proper role of government, if Republicans get in charge, I just start getting all every tax, every... The Pelosi's, for Pete's sakes. Hunter Biden. I mean, they're still protecting. You've got the the Treasury Department still protecting Hunter Biden with some of the financial forms. And, and, you know, I mean, this guy is in the White House. These are tax returns from when Trump was a citizen. I mean, I... (laughs) And a guy who's not even president any longer. And yet another government overreach for the things you did not think could happen in America. Democrats in the lame duck House and Ways Committee voted yesterday to release six years of former President Trump's tax returns. Why? Because, well, they want to. You may say to yourself, it's not possible. Your tax returns are private by federal law and therefore protected from the release. The Dems, of course, found a sleazy way around this. By the way, this is how all this happened. Listen to this. The tax code allows the committee to look at people's tax returns for the purpose of providing oversight of the IRS. And by writing an official report on their findings, then those returns can legally become public as part of the report. So in other words, the, the, the reason that they're even given access is all to be a watchdog in the IRS. But, of course, that's not what they're doing, are they? The intrusion of government to our private lives, the ongoing weaponization of federal departments have reached truly scary new heights. Peaceful anti-abortion protesters rounded up by heavily armed squads, FBI working with social media companies to censor citizens, high questionable, uh, highly questionable raids on Trump and his opponents, and now this. Among other things, it sets a dangerous precedent as we are likely to see more tax wars among political opponents in the future. Larry Gibbs, the IRS commissioner under Reagan and Bush, warned of this back in 2019, saying as a former IRS commissioner, I believe taxpayers assume the IRS will protect their privacy and confidentiality of whatever information they put in their tax returns or otherwise provide to the IRS. I also believe that if politicians are able to obtain and make public the president's tax returns and tax info, they are likely to do the same thing to anyone else they choose to target in the future, including but likely not limited to political donors or other supporters of any public figure in any political party. Now, let's be clear about this. The target will be conservatives. And we've already seen this occur. I believe it was Joe the Plumber. Remember that poor citizen who got attention because he confronted Obama on taxes or something. I don't even know what it was. And and it, so he gained celebrity status amongst 
Tea Party members because he actually stood up to Obama. And uh, I think it was his tax uh, uh, forms or information on his tax forms got illegally released. It's always the conservative. It's always the Republican. As with so many other things with Democrats, the type of justice is only applied to one political party. According to um, Newsbreak, Hunter Biden's tax returns, the returns encompass years 15 to 20, could be released within a few days. This is uh, uh, on by or sorry to Trump. The story notes that Hunter Biden that Democrats this doesn't happen to, and if it did, of course the media wouldn't go well. Turnabout's fair play. They would scream about dictatorships and how Republicans are authoritarians. Trump's returns encompass 2015 to 2020, could be released within a few days. Ways and Means leader Richard Neal said Wednesday night after the vote, the return will be attached to a package of two reports from the Ways and Means Committee to the broader Congress about the presidential audit system of the IRS. So some of these tax returns do cover his time as president, which I don't know what they expect to find in there as president. I mean, I guess he wrote off all of the the, uh, the White House salary he got because he donated it to causes. And, of course, the left is praising this move. And as has always been said, if it can happen to Trump, it can happen to anyone, and that is partially true. Again, in this country, it can't happen to the left. It only happens to the right. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. You know, it is, it, it's just, not politically, but from a humanitarian standpoint, it's me sad that the, that the lead-in is the most important aspect of this uh, appointment to be Missouri State Treasurer. Uh, Vivek Malik, a St. Louis attorney and business owner, the first person of color to hold statewide elected office. Like, that's the most important part. The, not the book, but the cover. Let's lead with that. Let, let's, let's lead. And, and if that is going to be the virtuous component to this, isn't, shouldn't the praise be on Parson for doing it, not the individual for being appointed? Isn't that the actual historic? Not that he's the first appointed, but that Parson is the first governor to make such an appointment? Crystal Quaid actually doesn't think so. Her thoughts on it coming up. 